Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Song, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. Oh, my goodness. It's another week. We're here. We're back. It's been a busy week. I was in production hell all last week. Now, you're sitting there going, Daryl, I wish I was in production hell. Do you know how many times I dialed the phone, how many emails sent, and how many times I tried to reach out to people on LinkedIn and be nice and tell them all the wonderful things about them and why they should care about me. Shut up already about your production hell. You're sitting there, you're talking head, you're talking to a microphone, whatever, nobody cares. You know what? You're right. You're 100% right. Your job is harder in that regard, and I applaud you for it, which is why we have this little chat every single week. But, but, my friends, that does not mean that my job is without stress, just like your job. I'll give you some examples. I get this a lot. I'll tell the story and then I'll draw some corollaries for you. So I get people all the time when I talk to them about maybe building a personal brand or getting out there more, making more of a name for themselves, establishing their street cred more, all the usual stuff. They've just gotta, they gotta be visible, right? And that can be video, that can be audio, that can be content, that can be public speaking. But the whole point is that if you wanna be taken credible, you've gotta be a thought leader. You don't need to be a best-selling author like we seem to have a lot of on the inside, inside sales show. Because by the way, I'm not. You don't need to be Tony Robbins. You don't need to be a celebrity. You just need to be kick ass at what you do. And when I say this to people, my number one thing I get all the time from them, they're like, um, yeah, but Daryl, I'm not you. And it's so easy for you. And I'm not you. I have no desire. I don't want to do that. That's how I'm wired. I'm just really good at what I do. And I just want to do what I do. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Which is not unlike somebody who's say maybe my age getting a new sales job and saying, I don't want to do social media because you know, it's just not what I do. I'm really good at other stuff. I just don't want to do that. Or someone who's really young saying, I don't want to do the phone. Who needs the phone? No one uses the phone anymore. You see what I'm getting at? We all have our own excuses. And that's what they are, they're excuses. They literally are excuses. We've talked about this before. I want you to stop for a second. And if I were to ask you, it's just, this is just you and I here right now. No one else is listening. If I were to ask you, what's the number one thing that you're making an excuse for? You know you need to do. You know you need to do. But you're making it an excuse. Okay, that thought, because I know you had I know you had one. I know you had one. That thought, we need to overcome. I'm going to table that for a second, overcoming. For me, I tell people, dude, you think it's easy for me? I got news for you. The, the first time I got on stage, the first time I started doing video or, or first time I got on radio or whatever, it was stressful. And guess what? The second time, it was stressful. Third time, stressful. You know, by the 42 millionth time, it was a little less stressful. But even now, I'll go and I'll have conversations with people whom I respect and revere, who I'm as much of a fanboy as you are. We may often travel in the same circles, speak at the same events, but I'm a fanboy. 
You know, if I had a little autograph book, I'd be walking up to them saying, oh, please sign my autograph book. That'd be me. That'd be me. And I might work with them. Or I know I'm going to meet them for the first time. Or maybe I'm meeting them like on a webinar or a podcast for the first time. I, I got butterflies. I'm freaked out. But I know, and here's the thing, I know I have a job to do and I'm paid well to show up and do what I do. You know, generate noise, generate leads, generate demand, generate sales, whatever it may be. That's what I'm paid to do. And so I have to do it. So I talked about, you know, let's table that for a second, that part where you were scared, right? You were uncertain, you were reticent, you knew what you needed to do, but you didn't want to do it. Well, you know what that involves? It involves the exact same thing it has when I get on stage sometimes, and that is courage. Courage, guys. It's not a matter of fear. It's not a matter, well, I mean, courage overcomes fear, but it's not a matter of that you shouldn't do it. It's not a matter of you don't know you should do it. it it's a matter of overcoming, you know, overcoming that fear with courage. So now, how does that play out? Is it a speaking event? Is it you making a dial when you don't want to use a phone or you post on social media when you're not comfortable with social media? Absolutely. All of the above. It all starts with courage. And then it just permeates the entire sales cycle. What do you say when someone answers that phone for the first time on a prospecting call when you're brand new to the company? What do you do? Do you stammer? Do you stumble? Or do you buck up? Put your courage forth and say, I got this. What do you do when you know the prospect's hungry and they're going to like, string you out as long as you want to, but you got to go for the close now. You got to interrupt that flow, possibly affect the relationship. It takes courage. So today I wanted to just talk about something we've never talked about before. We talked about it in bits and pieces, but I've never explicitly talked about courage. What is courage? What are the components of courage? Where do you need to apply courage? And how do you apply that courage in a structured format, a structured way? So I said to myself, Prail, who's the best person for this? And I said, clearly we know it's Sherry Levitin. Have you met Sherry? Oh my gosh, if you've not met Sherry, this is my description of her. I hope that she doesn't yell at me. She is a spitfire. She's a ball of energy. She just goes, 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 goes. She's always moving. And she, like these pearls of wisdom come out of her mouth nonstop. I sit back as somebody who's public off to myself. I want to be her when I grow up. I said, Sherry, you should come on the show. Now, Sherry's the author of Heart and Cell. Not to be confused with Heart and Soul, but I think it may be intentional. Heart and Cell, two universal truths every salesperson needs to know. And we're going to talk about that today. You can meet her at SherryLevitin.com. She's on Twitter. She's on LinkedIn. Great YouTube channel under Levitin Group. Check it all out if you're sitting at your desk when you're listening to this. If you're you're driving, you're, you're, you're working out listening to this, all good because you know what? I'm going to shut up. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Daryl. And I'm sorry you've been in production hell. And hopefully yes. we're going to get everybody out of sales hell today. And we don't want to be in sales unless the sales hell is us just having too many deals to close, in which case that's something that we'll all endure, I'm sure. One of the things I wanted to hit you on specifically as it relates to this, Sherry, was in your book, you talked about the lion in the Wizard of Oz. And I thought that would be a great way to open up today's conversation. Let me set the stage. What can we learn from the lion in the Wizard of Oz? Well, if you remember now, Wizard of Oz was probably my favorite thing to watch every single year as a kid. And my favorite character was the lion. And I may be bringing some of you way back but the lion was traveling far and 
along the yellow brick road because he wanted what? <laughs> Courage. And he thought that he needed to go somewhere in order to get this courage. Of course, he traveled all the way to the Emerald City. He met the great Oz and he thought Oz would give him this courage. And of course, then the curtain fell away only to reveal a funny little man behind a curtain moving levers. The wizard couldn't give the lion courage any more than anyone else can give us courage. We have to earn it. And the way we earn courage is by taking action. Action cures fear. Mark Twain said that. What I also love is if you look at the root word of courage, the C-O-U-R, it stems from the word heart. Now, my book is Heart and Cell, and I truly believe that we have to balance heart and authenticity, empathy with courage or the need to roll up our sleeves and make the sale. But when we understand that the root word heart is in the word courage, we realize that if we care about our products, if we care about our customers enough, and if we care enough about making our customers' lives better, then we can find, we can muster up the courage to ask the difficult questions, to isolate the objections, to call the difficult prospects, and ultimately make the sale. All right in my opening spiel talking about how many people you know, know that there's something that they're avoiding. They don't want to do it. It either scares them away so they'll do everything but that. And many of us don't want to own it. I guess, does owning it play a factor in our ability to muster courage or, or not? Let me just throw that out there. You tell me. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, it all starts with the mindset right? Changing your relationship to your fear. And that all begins with owning it. I'm going to tell you one word that'll change your life. I happened to have a great mentor. And when I wasn't hitting my numbers, he said, Sherry, if you change the pronoun, you'll change your life. I said, well, what do you mean change the pronoun? What's the pronoun? He says, well, whenever you don't make a deal, you say things like, they couldn't afford it. They needed to think about it. He said, so what you're doing is you're not owning it. When we blame external factors for our lack of courage or our lack of success, we give up our power. He made me change the pronoun to say, I didn't show them the value, not they couldn't afford it. I wasn't allowed to say, for example, they needed to think about it. I had to change the pronoun and I had to say, I didn't create enough urgency. So before we can really look at having courage, we have to realize that we own our success as well as our failures. We can't take the glory for being great if we won't take the responsibility when we're not. You, we, I have the ability to change the trajectory of my life by first taking responsibility and then having the courage to make the tough calls, the tough decisions, and ask the tough questions. So I'm curious, when you do your sales training, you talk to, to reps, and, and you have this conversation with them, 
how well do they generally react to that? Is their first reaction, just like they were blaming them, they didn't have the budget, you know, they didn't have the urgency. Do they blame you? You know, you don't understand, you don't get me, you don't know my sales problem. Or do you find as a whole reps willingly accept that critique? The top ones do. That is the mindset of the top sellers I've ever met in my life. And they also realize that someone else, somewhere else is doing it to us. And as long as we have that attitude, we're actually losing our power. And so it's a matter of getting your power back. And everybody wants power, Daryl. So if we phrase it that way, and I say to you, look, you want the power. That's why you're in sales. You want the power to make as much money as you possibly can. And I got to tell you, there's other sellers selling the same thing and they have the same leads and they're making more money than us. So if we start by owning it, that's the first step to courage. So I guess I would throw this out here for the reps listening who struggle with this. You can deny it. You can avoid it. You can deflect it. I, I'm not judging, you know, you be you. To Sherry's point is, what do you value more? Do you value that control where you say it's not me, it's them. I'm in control and I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. Or do you value that paycheck and that commission in that shiny object that you get up for every day to do your job, whether it's to put food on the table or buy the next car or buy that dream house or go on a wonderful vacation, whatever your motivation is, what do you value more? Because if you value that shiny object more, then it starts with a little bit of humility. I talk about this as self-awareness. Any success I've had is because I've been self-aware, I've been, been weak. Now, the example I'll use, and like I've shared this before, is when I did push back, when I was talking about what Sherry's talking about here and I didn't accept it. She says the top ones accept it. Well, there's many times I wasn't the top one. And what I ended up having to do to people, I finally had to say to people, okay, so you think I do this and I don't think I do and I think you're wrong. Fine. Next time you see me doing it, you just stop me right there in the middle of the conversation and say, boom, you're doing it. And you just got to say those three words, you're doing it. And I'll know exactly what you're talking about. And when they've done that to me and they, and I also, I go, I'm in the moment. I go, oh my gosh, they're right. And then I changed my behavior. My life got way better. So don't view this as you're giving up your own pride or ego. What you're doing instead is you're investing in yourself to achieve the goals you want. And this is just a growing curve along the way. We're going to drill down on how to do this, but we're going to take a quick little break. So don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to finish the conversation on mindset and then Cherry's got three tactics to help you approach this. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. 
All right, so Sherry, we've talked about mindset before on the show in past episodes. It's really a, a little bit of dealing with your own fears. So the example I use is having the right mindset to do cold calling, knowing that there could be rejection, people hanging up on you, arguing, yelling, whatever it might be. Part of this is mindset to take responsibility, to own it. But how do you deal with, I think there is a, a fear of being rejected, a fear of asking uh, for a close, a fear of responding to an objection without offending the individual. Are there tips and tricks you've learned or you can advise on how to have the right mindset? Yeah. One more thing on mindset. What, what I'd love sure. to get into is some tactics on how to actually close sales and, and have the courage to do that. But I was told a long time ago, the call you're afraid to make is the call you must make. The thing you're afraid to do, and you started off the show with this, Daryl, and I tell people, make a list of the 10 things, even the three things that scare you the most, the big ones, like, oh my gosh, if only this happened, then this would happen. Who are the people that you're scared to call, the accounts that you're scared to call on? And do it. Action cures fear. And it also takes creativity. I get really tired of listening to reps, whether they're SDRs or account executives, say, oh, I sent an email and they didn't respond. <laughs> or I left a voicemail. They didn't respond. Really? <laughs> it's like, be creative. Go around, through, on top of. Like, I'll tell you what. I got to tell you a story. I got the biggest sale in my life to that point, not by making a call, but by being creative and sending a pizza. Now you have to say, go on, Sherry. I want to hear that. Go on, Sherry. I want to hear about the pizza story. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is sometimes you've got to be creative. And if you just say, I left a phone message, I called, think of all the different, if you've got that big client that you want to get in front of, think of all the creative things you could do to get in front of that client. We've got to do what no one else will do. Now, video is a great way to do that today. I'm telling you, I try to think of what is the most off-the-wall, bizarre, creative thing I can do. I had a guy once named Simon. I knew that he was my ideal client. I knew that he probably wanted to work with me, but every time I called his assistant, he's in a meeting. He's in a meeting. Thinking, for God's sakes, does Simon ever eat? He's always in a meeting. So finally, one day I called. He was in a meeting. It was 1130 in the morning. And I said to his assistant, I said, listen, has Simon eaten lunch? And she says, no, why? I said, well, what's the best pizza place in town? She says, Polly's down the street. Now, this is back in the day. I said, okay, listen, what I'm going to do. I'm going to order a pizza for Simon and everybody in the conference. And then I'm going to fax, this is a long time ago, fax you a poem. And I want you to put it on top of the pizza box. And the poem read, is it sunny or is it raining? It's always a good time for online training. I know you're busy playing businessman and banker, but isn't it time we set down our anchor? So when you've eaten that last pepperoni, pick up the phone and let's make some money. So. So what I love about that, I want, let me share another story about being gorilla. So the actual recruiter who placed me here at Vanilla Soft, his name is David Perry, best-selling author, written a series of books called uh, Gorilla Marketing for Job Hunters. Every sales rep should read this book, not to find your job, I'm sure, use it that way, but just for the guerrilla tactics. So I'll use an example. One of the tactics he did, he really wanted to get a hold of this executive. This is building on your, your, off your pizza story. The executive would never call him. He knew the executive was a good fit for his person looking to fill a role. 
And so finally what he did was he actually went to this food truck that stopped by the office every single day where the executive worked, and he paid the guy, I don't know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever, and say, let so me good. run the so truck good. today. Exactly. And finally the executive comes up so to get good. a sandwich, and he says, boom, I've been trying to get a hold of you. You know, why you? <laughs> and he got the deal. Gorilla, you're thinking outside the box. All right. You talked about taking um, – Taking the story, our courage, the whole use of it, the mindset, owning it, everything else, and applying it to real-life tactics. So going from the soft, ooey-gooey stuff into hardcore, actionable stuff. So you mentioned closing. So let's talk about closing. How does courage apply to closing? What's the process according to the great, the mighty Sherry Levin? Let me first just say that closing is something you do through the entire sales conversation, through the whole process. So you've got to be in your discovery, asking those tough questions that take courage, which is the subject of another webinar. But what a lot of sales reps don't know how to do is when it is time to ask for the money. I saw a statistic, 24% of sales reps never even ask for the order. Oh my God, that just kills me. But it takes courage, but it also takes patience. You talked about the emotional intelligence skill of self-awareness, but it takes patience and it actually takes empathy to close. What do I mean by that? Three things every rep needs to do when they're actually asking for the money and it rhymes, so we should be able to remember it. We need to validate, change the state and isolate. So now the default behavior for most sales reps I find is they've got all these scripts. The customer says, oh, we're using another vendor or you know, we'll let you know in Q3 and they'll say, well, I can understand that, but what is it about the other vendor that you like better than us? Like they've got this sort of objection handling script, right? Which never works because what we have to understand is that we can't move somebody to our side of the table unless we're willing to move to their side of the table. So when somebody throws out an objection, a concern, the first thing we need to do is really listen. Slow down, count to three, take a deep breath. And by the way, this works when you're at a party and you're debating over whether global warming is a hoax or global warming is for real, whether we should have a wall or we shouldn't have. I mean, this is why we're so polarized as a nation is because we're not seeking to understand, okay? We're not listening. So the first thing we need to do is validate. That necessitates listening. And then you might wanna say something like, I can totally appreciate that. Or even tell me more. Oh, uh, you think global warming is a hoax. Tell me about that. How, wh what do you know about that? Now, in the case of a customer, it's going to sound more like, well, your price is too high or we need to talk to somebody else. I completely understand. This is a big decision. You want to validate. That makes sense. So we're validating the customer's concerns and you want to even validate the emotion behind the words, which is tricky for a lot of reps. What I'm hearing you say is this is a big decision. There's a lot of decision makers involved and you want to make absolutely sure that you're spending your money wisely and that you don't make the wrong decision. Is that what I hear you saying? Well, right away, this changes everything. It puts them at ease. So we're changing the emotional state first. Again, what a lot of sales reps do is they'll instantly drop the price or change the deal, not realizing the underlying psychology of why a customer is giving us an objection in the first place. 
And when a customer gives us an objection, they're usually in one of three negative emotional states. They're in the state of fear. They're in the state of suspicion. Maybe they don't trust you. Or they're, maybe they're embarrassed. They don't understand your product. It's so complex. It's got all these bells and whistles. And what we have to understand is that we have to change the emotional state. So we go from validate to state before we change the deal. So when someone is in fear, they are in their fight or flight mode. They're going to argue with you or they're going to bail out and not call you back. So by validating the concern first, telling them we understand how they feel, validating their emotions, you must be scared, you must be concerned. What we're doing is we're getting them into a more receptible emotional state. Now, step three, and this is critical, and this is where most reps fall, is we have to isolate the real concern to make sure it's the final objection and the only objection. And it really sounds something like this. Well, your price is too high. Gosh, I understand. The last thing you wanna do is do this, make a mistake. Let me ask you this. If the price was lower, is this something you'd go ahead and move forward with? Because five out of 10 times they'll say no and they'll go ahead and give you the real objection. And I always say there's only six real objections to purchasing. The problem is too often reps are dealing with an excuse, but not the real objection. So by going through this process, we're more apt to get to one of the six real objections that the customer has. So let's recap. We've talked about the power of courage and how it starts off with actually owning it. Just take responsibility for it. And what that starts with is a mindset and then you can use that courage in various tactics like an example of closing which we're doing multiple times throughout the deal lovely rhyming three-prong approach have the courage to validate them which will then lead to a change of state validate change of state which now allows you to isolate and you can get down to the root Correct. cause follow this you're on the path to success and then the courage thing becomes a non-issue because you've done it once or twice. You're like, okay, I got, I got this. And therefore you never have to have that conversation that it all began with by, I wasn't, you no, know, they were unable to pay the price because now you can say, I figured out what the problem was about price and I was able to convince them of the value. And now we have a closed deal and it all started with courage. If you guys are just loving the fact that, Hey, this, this time, has flown by, that Sherry is a wealth of knowledge, then I'm going to tell you, reminder, she's at the Outbound Conference, outboundconference.com. You can use VS100 for Vanilla Soft 100 to get some money off if you go register. But if you like Sherry, check her out at Sherry Levitin on Twitter, just like that, S-H-A-R-I-L-E-V-I-T-I-N. Check her out on LinkedIn or just make it, make it easy. Go to SherryLevitin.com. With that, we're out of time, folks. I do apologize, but hey, now you've got the courage to face the rest of the day. My name is Daryl Prell. That was Sherry Levitin. And this is another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prell, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by... Vanilla Soft.